0: Terry Walbrock Weil- here at the Healing Place Podcast. When you have goosebumps on your arms during an episode, you know it's a good one. So, but before we get to uh, the episode today, just want to remind everyone that I am now on TikTok and I've been doing a wonderful series on aces. So, pop on over there. I'm also popping it on to. Um, my instagram for the healing place podcast and you can check out this series it's going to be two weeks long i just put out uh, day three on adverse childhood experiences and uh yeah it's it's going to be filled with uh information on what aces are and the questions from the original aces study and then we'll talk about resilience and some healing strategies all right now for the show Welcome, everybody, to the Healing Place podcast. I am your host, Terry Welbrock, and so very thrilled to have with me today Sherry Barch. And she is, and I'm going to read this because my brain won't remember it. Sherry Barch is the CEO of two Forbes ranked top executive search firms and a leadership consulting company, an expert in the areas of leadership, team development, and diversity. Her forward-thinking approach to work was recognized when she was chosen to participate in the Alt-MBA program design and led by leadership guru Seth Godin. So welcome Sherry. Oh and we're here to talk about the fact that you authored this book and journal and that's what we're going to to discuss and more today. So welcome.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me
0: Sherry. Absolutely. So yeah, we, we hit we started talking before I hit record. And now I want to go back and, and take all that and plug it in because it was it was such a wonderful little five minute chat before. It yes. So yeah, talk to us a little bit about what inspired. Well, first, let's talk about the book and, and the title yeah. of it and the journal and, and what has led you to putting this out in the world.
1: Sure, absolutely. Well, again, thank you for having me today. I I really appreciate the work that you've done. I've been listening to your podcast and it's it's so helpful. And I really wanted to be on it because I do feel like Heaven's Bell, which is the the story, the book, and then Ring to Remember, which is the companion journal, I think is an important part of some of the work that you're doing. Um, And I'm not a licensed psychologist or social worker, and but I am a storyteller. Uh, I think my, my uh, what what do they call it, your superpower, right? I think I've been told several times my superpower is storytelling. And even in what I do for an actual living and doing uh, leadership consulting and recruiting, you know, everybody has a story. Everybody tells the story of whether it's personally or professionally or what shaped their decisions. And sometimes those stories aren't so great And other times they might be considered lucky or, you know, hard work has has um, brought those stories to the forefront. So for me, the story of Heaven's Bell was a story that I've had since I was a little girl. And um, back when I was born in the 60s. So um, back when I was being raised, we didn't we kind of shielded kids from funerals and when somebody dies, it's like, hey, mom and dad will be back, you know, and then all of a sudden the neighbor's gone or uncle's gone. And so I just made up this story about heaven that when somebody that I love dies, they go to heaven and um, it's a celebration that day in heaven. There's a bell that's hung and everybody can ring that bell. And there's a special sound to that bell. So your loved one in heaven knows that when you're thinking of them, that beautiful music that plays from the bell, their bell, it know, they know that you're thinking of them. So it's a really simple story. And what I did is um, I told the story a couple times when um, I had some friends' children that um, were experiencing a tragedy, a uh, sudden death of a father figure, um, you know, a, a fast moving cancer. And um, I just told the story like this, just very easily, and I handed them a bell uh, with a ribbon on it, and one was in first grade, one was in middle school, and one was uh, combined, family, and um, they remembered it, and they came to me years later and said, that story really helped me, it helped me open up, it helped me tell stories, so when COVID hit, I wasn't an author, I am now, but I was a storyteller, And I thought, I've got to get this story out because if it helps people that can no longer go to church, can no longer go to each other's homes, hug one another, they weren't with their loved ones when they were in the hospital and they died of COVID, there was so much pain and suffering and loss that I think people stopped celebrating life or telling memories or stories. So I thought if I could get this story out there and it was a safe way to tell a story and then start talking about memories and ringing bells, then maybe I've done a little bit to help our crazy world right now in the healing that was needed.
0: Yes, how beautiful. And I have to say, there's a little side note to this that, that was ringing true for me, is that you, you were inspired to write this book as a child, and then held it is just like a little gift to hold on to. And when the timing was perfect, you brought it forth. To me, yes. that, that's such a beautiful message in and of itself, especially for those who are trauma survivors. And they just feel like, oh, it's too late to do the healing work. And that's right. it, 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 the timing is, is always perfect. And, and uh, I, so what a gift.
1: And I think it outweighed my fear of failing because the need in my opinion was so high. I thought if not now, when, if I could help one person,
0: yeah. I
1: just need to do it. So I pushed through my fear of, I've never done this before. And you know, I don't know all those barriers that you put in place when you're trying to create the courage to be able to open up or be vulnerable. And, um, and this I'm, I'm so glad I did it. And the feedback has been terrific. And that led me to add the journal because I had a lot of the, the real workers, right. The people that know what they're doing, the therapists and the grief counselors and the hospices that would come to me and say that there really wasn't that tweener, that eight to 12 group stories. It was either the, the small picture books or kind of the heavier, you know, steps to grief. And, um, but there needed to be a little bit more of an opportunity to prompt through some of those memories and some of those opportunities to ring the bell. So I just put together a bunch of prompts that are, I think are good for all ages. They're not real heavy. Like what's the first thing you're going to say to your loved one when you see him in heaven? Or what do you think they're going to say to you? You know, one woman said, Oh, I think my aunt's going to go, you're wearing that. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I go. Goes- it's all from kind of funny to, I think he's going to want to know whether or not I did this or that, or, um, so both of them can stand alone. The story of Heaven's Bell is just one story that I wrote, but everybody has their own Heaven's Bell and the journal can stand on its own. It's not page numbered. It's not in any order. You can open it up and you can color and you can tape and you can glue and you can write. Um, it can be just your journal. It can be a family journal, but it's a safe place to start a conversation, or or however it is you want to communicate.
0: Yeah. And maybe it's
1: just communicating to yourself, right? Reflecting. Yeah. I have a whole stack of journals
0: sitting here on my. I tell you, I'm a, a huge fan of journaling. It it really does. It helps, like you said, it brings it forth. It brings it to the surface and yes. starts those
1: conversations. Yes. And I'm more of a drawer and a talker. I'm not, I mean, I'm a writer from an author standpoint, but it's, it's, it's more about telling the story. And I think the prompts, not only prompt those that wanna write, but I think those that maybe don't know about this individual. So for example, if you and I both had someone that we knew that died, my experience with them might look different than your experience with them. But these prompts allow you and I to explore our feelings, our memories, our experiences with that individual in a way that we're actually creating new memories. Yes. I, and I love that. I love that idea. We had a friend a very
0: close friend of ours that had passed very suddenly and he left uh, three children and two of them were, were younger, like 11 and eight, 11 and seven. Thanks. And I was inspired to reach out to everyone who knew him, the, the dad and said, could you please just write a little something? I want to make a little book for the kids because it was that same thinking of yeah. they knew their dad in a certain way, but I wanted them to have this to look back on as they grew into adults and read what other people thought of and knew of their dad from and people. And you're right. Some people wrote funny stories about him. Some people wrote more serious things, but it was just this collection of other people's individual experiences with Joe. Yes.
1: And that's what people are doing. They're buying the book and the journal and they're giving that as a gift to the family. And then they're st- starting it. So at the front of the journal, they're actually writing memories, you know, and then the rest of the journal can be for, and she actually this one that just told me she did this, bought it for each um, child. And then um, the, the mom who died was a teacher. And so there were teachers that wrote all the memories inside the covers and everything, but left the journal available for each individual child. Um, Yeah. So I just, Again, I think, you know, however we can create a space for families to heal, they're gonna grieve and they're gonna heal. It's not one or the other. But if we can create an okay, so you can talk about it, you're not gonna make people sad. It's all right. Let's and and I think the story, when people read the story of Heaven's Bell, it's it's a story about two friends that are in middle school. And pretty early in the story, Cody dies and goes to outer space. And Ashley lives here on Earth, a long life. And the reader, it's a parallel path between what Cody's doing in heaven and what Ashley's doing on Earth. And I just went for the story. So the so Cody in heaven, heaven is described. So this is what heaven looks like. Not, you know, kind of this abstract, you know. And I and what people say to me at the end of reading the story is they want to talk about their loved ones. Here's what I think my loved ones doing in heaven. And they're they're looking at the memory monitors or and this is what their bell looks like and they oh. just start talking about their loved ones. That's why I wanted to do the journal. Cuz I thought the readers have to have some place to go when they're done reading the story. And that's what storytelling is all about. It's yeah. telling a story that prompts people to keep going. And my hope is that in whatever form, if it's a first grader, the book's, you know, the book's a chapter book. So, but a a therapist or a counselor might be able to append the story and and read it in a way that's, or tell it in a way that's appropriate for a first grader. And if you're an adult, if you go online and look at the Google reviews, I have more adults that are saying, I'm thinking back to my childhood. I'm thinking back to some of the experiences that I had. This is making me think about my loved ones in a whole different way that I've missed for many years. Um, but I love the fact that it's sparring conversation. It's sparring memories that I think help us heal.
0: Yes. Oh, my gosh. And, Sherry, I'm telling you, I right now, I, I what popped in my head was my grandpa, Joe, and who who died when I was thirteen, and it, I do still do EMDR therapy once a week, which is eye movement desensitization reprocessing for those listening, and um, for for traumas back in my childhood. But we had gone through over the years all of the big traumas, right? And now we're we're, we're tapping into the little T's. And and so I was talking to my therapist a couple of weeks ago, and my grandfather's death came up. And as we start talking about it, I'm sobbing. I'm talking about the guilt, the shame, like everything that I had carried. And she was like, this is so not a little tea, like little trauma. This was so much more than that. And so now I'm thinking to myself, oh my God, I need to get this journal and write about my grandpa.
1: And, yes, and, it, and it just gives you props. Like so you think, oh, I, I can journal. I know how to journal. And, and, and I, and I know we do, but when you have these just different kinds of questions that might enter your brain to tell different stories. It, it, I think it really does. And it's safe. It's not heavy. It's just a place that you might be able to explore and find memories and find opportunities to be more curious and start a conversation with somebody that's still here with you by looking at these prompts a little differently.
0: Right. Well, and another thing that came to mind was I know a lot of times as, as my kids grew up, sometimes it was easier for them to write things out, which amazing. All three of them wow. have that writing inclination than to try to find the words than try. Because I know for me as a writer, I I will write these huge texts sometimes to my kids and they're like, oh, my gosh, mom,
1: That's <laughs> and I'm like, like, I could do better and get my thoughts together if I write it all out. Yes. And I purposely I purposely so this is the ring to remember and I purposely put a blank page on every two pages so that if you're not a writer and you want to doodle or scribble or tape something on there, you can. But also I made these extra long in case other people wanted to add to it or a year later or a month later, you come back and you think of something else and something else on the same topic, whatever that might be. Um, so I, it's, it's exciting to see that the, the response has been, been really positive. And speaking of big T, little T, I even had a gentleman that was in the Vietnam war read Heaven's Bell. And he said, I'm, 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 I'm a Catholic. You know, we, we, we talk about heaven and we describe heaven in a way that isn't as concrete as how this book described it. And Whether it was right or wrong, it's Cody's way of describing, you know, what a, what a 12 year old might describe you know heaven as. Um, he said, it made me think about some of my comrades that I lost in the war. Oh. He goes, and I haven't thought about them for decades. And it just makes me think about some memories that I really wasn't thinking about until I read it. So who knows how it's going to work for you or um, you know the experiences that you're bringing to the story? But I'm I just excited to be able to continue to get the story out there and hope it helps people.
0: Yes. Well, and like I think you you even mentioned it's and maybe you didn't and it just heard it in my head, but it's a safe space yes, for grief. It's it is. A, it, you're, it's a safe space to
1: allow that to to come forth and and surface. Right. Right. And storytelling and stories and fiction you know, there's, there's so many prompts, even with inside the story that were used, whether it's leadership stories, right. Or whether it's, you know, tools to be able to prompt some conversations or teachings. So my hope is that in the right hands, this could be a tool um, and a way to approach healing, you know, and, and I look at even things like, you know, my goodness, the tragedies with the school shootings and, you know, how are we able to help these young people not only have a difficult conversation about death, but also other difficult conversations. So is there a skill build inside of this vehicle that, yes, this particular story is about death, but how do we create better competency for the next generation to be able to have these difficult conversations? And how do we build their competencies and ability to embrace what might be viewed as conflict with the adults around them. Because sometimes I don't think we can learn from the generations in front of us. Sometimes I think we can learn from the generations behind us. I love that. And
0: another thing, I keep having all these things just pop into my head <laughs> was, I mean, no. two things is, Oh my gosh, a teacher could take this right. And what? have it in a classroom. And you can pretty much guarantee that everyone's had a loss of some po- some sort, even if it's a pet and you could have your, your dog going to heaven. And so, yeah. And then like, and and what popped in my head was have kids write a story then about their loved one meeting Corey. And then like, like in the relationship and how that happened and and, Oh my gosh, See, again,
1: I went into teacher brain for a second. There's so many, there's so many opportunities. And I think with teachers too, it's not, it's, it's not, I mean, there's a there's a heaven, there's an angel, there's a bell, but there isn't this, you know, religious undertone at all. There's no there's no Bible verses, quote. It's not that it's outer space, Cody and Ashley. And it's you know, there's there's awkwardness in there. You know, um, you know, Ashley wasn't with Cody when he died. And it was an awkward goodbye because I thought COVID had a lot of awkwardness around it and didn't know how to function. Um, there's behaviors in there that Ashley's angry and just mad at people, but she's not really mad at people. She's just sad. So there's all these threads that depending on what the, you know, the the teacher wants to talk about or what she might hear, she might be able to help the student with. It could be a classroom base without the student that's experiencing the death, or it could be with everyone. Um, but I also feel like it's a safe gift. It's a safe Thing to hand a family and say, "I'm thinking about you." And if you read the book, and then you're able to talk to the family about the story, you know, when you when you when when you feel ready, here's the story about uh, a heaven's bell, and even give them a bell, you know, hand them a bell that they might be able to set out or they might be able to hang on their bedpost, Um, and as just a reminder that when they look at that bell they can maybe think of a memory that that goes to heaven and rings the the loved one's bell. Um, but I think that's that's all ages. I mean, I have people of all ages reading it, buying it. You know, they said I bought it for my son. I ended up reading it and I I was just moved by it. And yeah. um, so it was my son. And we were able to talk about things that I wasn't able to talk about before reading the story because it felt too, too um, scary. But when you're just talking about a story about bells hanging in heaven, well, now I can say, well, what do you think Grandpa's bell looks like? Or how yeah. do you think he's doing up there? Who do you think he's hanging out with? What kind of music do you think he's listening to? You know, you just kind of go down this path of uh, some trial runs at conversations that might be difficult. Yeah, I
0: became a kid again just then when you were talking because I was thinking about my grandpa and what he would be doing. I mean, I, I saw him playing Pinochle and, uh, you know, yes. hanging out with some so with some friends and laughing and his head thrown back. So, yeah.
1: <laughs> and I've had some people take the kit, take the two books and 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 give it to the family a year later. Oh, yeah. So, you know, the death has happened. They're fine. They're moving forward. But there's still, you know, there's, you know, every holiday is difficult. And you come upon that one year anniversary of that, that death. And, you know, here's something to think about, maybe a different way to look at your journey or what's, you know, what we might be able to talk about. Um, There was somebody else that said that was a suicide. And everybody was, you know, you had a lot of societal issues I'm going to call them around that which you know I think is not appropriate but that's just my opinion and um and it gave them the courage to come to the family and say we're here for you and we know this is a difficult conversation and a difficult time but you know here's something that we think could help just bring you together as a family with the turmoil and the trauma around that kind of death yeah yeah
0: I'd be so curious to know as time continues on, as people use the journal uh, if the, when if they write in it when it's very raw within that first year, and then later on down the road wrote some more, continued to write in it
1: or came back to it and yes. how how things would shift for them, yeah. Oh. Me, too. Me, too. Or even I, I know when um, when Heaven's Bell came out in the back, there's some memory pages and some blank pages. And because we couldn't see each other for covid, they actually mailed the book around. Everybody wrote in the back of the book about what they're doing in heaven and you know all the different things that the story prompted and then sent it to this particular example was a grandma who had lost her husband. And um, but it helped the whole family come back and have a common language. And I lost my father uh, at the beginning of this year. Oh. And Heaven's Bell has been out for about a year and a half now or, and to- came out um, at the end of 2020 when we were right in the thick of, of COVID. And there was a common language for all my loved ones that sent me messages and said, I'm, I'm ringing Ray's Bell and I am thinking about him. And here's what I think he's doing in heaven. And so um, that's when I started the journal and put all those prompts together. And I submitted it to Amazon and I did it wrong. I called it a low content and it wasn't because there's a lot of prompts and there's a lot of things to look at. So Amazon spit it back out at me and and it dropped on Father's Day. So I dedicated it to uh, Ray and my father-in-law. And so I thought, yeah, I hear you. I know. Yes. (laughs) I got it.
0: I love it. And I and I I had talked about before record that those angel whispers and yes. whatever you want to call it that inspired because I just say this is such an inspired book and, and certainly journal as well. So yes.
1: Yeah. Yes. It's 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 been an, it's been amazing. It really has. I'm I'm excited to put it out there in the universe.
0: Oh, I'm excited you are. And your target audience was initially kids, but it's just blossomed into yes. so much more,
1: yes. In fact, I've had people say, "Why are you just saying it's for children? and i and I guess the only reason why I'm saying it, and I don't know if you remember like Hardy Boys, yeah, you know yeah. you have a chapter and then there's a picture and then there's a chapter and there's a picture, and then you can kind of go back and look at the picture. That's all it is. It's just a quick read. it's but it's it's so fertile in where your own needs could take some of the thoughts and and the ideas with it. So um, yeah, it's, it's, I, I, I am amazed at the different things people are getting from the story and then they're turning around and sharing that with me. Um, But yes, I started out with eight to twelves, but I have a lot of people saying it is not an eight. It is, this is for everyone. Yes.
0: And more and more and more, I'm hearing from different people who have been on the show and talking about grief that the celebrations and the, uh, the positive, well, any of the memories, but being able to talk about the person and just engaging and, and keeping them alive that way is so critical and so important in the grief journey.
1: Yes. Yeah, I, I have had my breath taken away by some of the reviews, some of the letters. Um, some of the stories, as I was signing, doing some book signings, and just listening to people oh. tell about their loved one, talk about what's going on, and and it's sad, and they're and they're sad, but they're also happy to tell the story and happy to have a safe place to say, no, this is a this is a good place to talk about it, um, yes. and it doesn't yes. have to be in this you know sad place. It can be in this hopeful place. I had somebody say too, it just, this was the feedback on the journal that it gave me an opportunity for peace to realize the gift that their life had on my life and the people around them. And until I was able to take a step back and really answer some of these prompts and get out of my own way a little bit, I wasn't celebrating. I was distraught. And depending on the the moment, she said, you know, I'll go back and forth, but it made me, it brought me peace to say that I have a choice to celebrate their life and their impact along with grieving and missing.
0: Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. And I just have to share. So my dad passed in 09 and he was a storyteller he was such such a writer and uh, now he was a jesuit brother for 8 years i i grew up catholic and and then he left the seminary found married my mom and had his kids And so he wrote and wrote and wrote and wrote and wrote and wrote and wrote, wrote, but he never put anything. He was always too afraid to put it out into the universe. And so one, I say, I applaud you and say kudos Mm -hmm. to you for, I've been writing my book for eight years. So I'm like, dad, I'm going to be, I'm going to do it. Like, so I... I had gotten a message from a friend that said, Oh my gosh, don't, don't think I'm weird, but I was at church praying and your dad came now. He had since passed and gave me a message that there's a message for you in the blue book. And I was like a message in the blue book. I was like, Oh my God, my dad has so many books and he wrote in every single one. And Oh, I'm getting goosebumps. (laughs) So I was like, I shook every blue book covered. I, well, eventually I finally said, you know what? It'll come to me when it's meant to come to me. And, I was sitting at my desk writing my book, and I said, "Oh my gosh!" I was just feeling overwhelmed, like about the process. And I looked over to my bookshelf, and there was the top of a blue book sticking up over like some knickknacks. And I was like, "Oh my gosh!" My dad's New Testament. So I pulled it out, and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" He he probably wrote on every—he wrote on one page in that entire book, and it was just a cloth, beat up, covered, solid blue. Book. And so I blew it up and it's hung over my desk for years, but it says, My ability to write, what am I doing with it? And so I said, All right, so that's my message that I need to put out, right? So as you're speaking, I'm thinking of you and giving you a giant soul hug because you took this gift that you were given as a child. And you're putting it out there. And so to me, I've got goosebumps on my arm too. Like, I'm just giving you such big applause in saying, thank you. Thank you for taking that ability to write
1: and putting it out there. Thank you. Thank you. And I, you know, and I asked for help. I got help. I had a book coach. I, I didn't know what, to, I didn't know how to do this. And I had somebody that helped me with the, the you know, publishing and it was self-published. And I just, it just had to get out. Yeah, it didn't matter, you know. And I and I, it was an all female team. I had a young artist that was still in college do the cover. I said, whatever you want to do for the cover, and and the cover is just absolutely beautiful. Yes, and heart, (laughs) and yeah, and that's that is coming from her. And it's just if you sometimes you just have to get out of the way. Yeah, and I think if you know what it is in your heart you want to do. All the barriers that we create for ourselves, and you know what kind of word, and you know maybe the characters aren't named right, and maybe this is, no, just go, get it out there. People want to hear your story, and it, it was the the scariest thing I've ever done and and besides having my three boys, probably the the proudest thing of you know I've done because you don't know people are kind and people are generous and people want to be touched by all these different ideas and thoughts. And, and so I'm excited to read your book. I want to know. Oh, Thanks. I'm going to have to come back and
0: listen to that little pep talk every day and just do it. So, Oh my gosh. Well, I mean, again, it just, what a gift you put out into the world. And uh, I, I don't know. I just feel big, huge, wonderful energy coming from it. So good, yeah. yeah. Good. Well,
1: I hope your listeners will um, consider purchasing it or uh, it's a, it's an audible as well, because there were so many actresses uh, that were out of work because Broadway was shut down. So I was yeah. able to get a phenomenal uh, voice actor that read Heaven's Bell. So, you know, for, just in case if it's, you know, something that you prefer to listen to, it's also an audible. Oh, my gosh. I so love that. Yeah, I have. I just that's funny. I just got an email saying you have five audible credits. So guess go. where I'm going after we're done. <laughs> <laughs> she does a nice job of acting it oh. out, you know, again, trying to keep that eight to 12 year old. I'm so used to reading business books and listening to business books, you know, so I needed help there, too. But she did
0: a great job. I love it. Love it. All right. So anything else that you wanted to touch
1: upon that we haven't had a chance to yet? No, I think this has been wonderful. And um, thank you. Thank you for having me on. Absolutely. Thank you for,
0: yes, willing to to come and share your story. And uh, so how do people
1: find the book and order it and connect with you? Yes. Well, Amazon. So if you go to Amazon, Heaven's Bell and and uh, the the Ring to Remember and Heaven's Bell book are two sets. So you can buy them separately or together. And um, if you want to go to www.heavensbell.com, you can learn more about me and more about some of the readers' feedback and other things that are happening. Awesome. All
0: right. Well, again, thanks. And um, yeah, again, I'm just thrilled. <laughs> So, all right. Well, everyone, thanks for joining us today on the Healing Place podcast. And remember, until next time, be gentle with yourself. Thanks. Bye-bye. Hey, everybody. Terry Welbrock again. Just wanted to thank you for listening to the episode today and remind you to visit my website as well as the Academy Dot terrywellbrock.com for the courses. But if you go to my website, terrywellbrock.com you can sign up for my monthly Hope for Healing newsletter, which is also jam packed with information and strategies, and blog pieces, and guest blog pieces, and links to shows, um, and just a great space for, uh, again, heal Thanks for, again, being here and being a part of this healing space. I very much appreciate you. All right. Bye-bye.